First of all, I would like to thank the fellowship here for your cards and sympathy on the passing away of my wife's mother. Um, it's been a tough time, and uh, but it's been a lot easier knowing of the love of the family we have here. Thank you very much. Today's message is repentance. It's an act of forgiveness and of healing. It's a tough message. It's one, <laughs> if, if you want to learn something, teach it. And um, I wish we could make every one of you take a topic and get up here and teach it to us. You would learn more than we would, okay? That's, that's a fact. Why did I choose repentance? <clears throat> a lot of it had to do on a springboard from Glenn Ewart's talk last week on assumptions. You remember he looked at some of the painting, looked like people just took paint and splashed it, and it was a piece of trash until he got to meet the master of the painter painting and learned it was very valuable. Well, re repentance is a little like that, and I'll give you an illustration. It happened to me a number of years ago. I was an elder in a church, and <clears throat> I was in charge of baptisms. And a fellow came up to me, and he wanted to be baptized. Now, I happened to know that this fellow was living with another woman, and they weren't married. Not only that, but the woman was married, but separated at the time. And so I, I looked at him and I said, I'm sorry, I can't baptize you unless you repent of your sins. And he looked at me kind of strangely, and then he said, well, I don't know. I said, are you willing to repent of the sin? And he said, no. And I said, I cannot baptize you. I might add that a number of he was a very popular person in church. People liked him, had a good personality. And uh, I took some flack from some people on that. And uh, I, I held my ground. Well, several months went by, and uh, this had all kind of washed over. And the pastor of the church came up to me, and he said, you know, I got to tell you this. But he said, you remember you talking to the fellow about not being baptized because he didn't repent? I said, yeah. He said, well, he told me he didn't know what repent meant. We, I made the assumption if you were in church for a long time, you knew what repentance was. And I thought, you know, we do that all the time. We make too many assumptions. So today, <laughs> some of you are going to say, well, I know all about repentance. Well, maybe you do or maybe you don't. But I want to tell you something. <clears throat> when I go through the old-time religion of what repentance is, for you old folks, let this be a classic remembrance, okay? And, and it's like, I don't know, 
I love classic music, and I can listen to Beethoven's symphony again and again and again. And it's a classic, and so is the scripture again and again. We need to have it. For some people, this will be a new thing for them. So let's hear what we have to say. I looked, first of all, on the dictionary definition, and I looked at Webster's. He said, to feel sorry for a sin and feeling such regret over an action or intention as to change one's mind. Uh, I, yeah, sort of, but that's not the whole picture. My mind is great sorrow for a sin that brings about a godly change. I like that one. Uh, <clears throat> Now, again, basic Christianity you have to know to understand repentance. So we go all the way back to Adam and Eve, if we could have that up. <clears throat> we are born sinners, okay? That, that's just a fact. We are, whether we are. And the heart is deceitful. Jeremiah said that, and I, I would say, yeah, it is. Uh, it says, uh, it's deceitful and actually wicked. Who could know it? All of us are sinful and fall short of the glory of God. Romans 3.23. And the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. We have hope. And if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us of our sins. 1 John 1.9. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old is gone and the new has come. 2 Corinthians 5.17 And Jesus said, Everyone who sins is a slave to sin. However, if the son said... I was teaching a class, a graduate class one time, of teachers. They were uh, wanting to go for, for their master's. And uh, they were all good teachers. And I, after, oh, about halfway through the semester, I got to know them real well. And, and they were a joy. I couldn't wait to come teach that class. And <clears throat> one day I had read in a book about secret, secret, hidden secret things that we have inside of us that we've never told any of them. I said, how would you like to do this as an exercise? To my surprise, he said, yeah, but uh, could we all have the same piece of paper and we all have pencils on the same so that you won't be able to tell who it was? I said, yeah, okay. So they wrote their secrets. <clears throat> when I read them, I said, could I keep these? I this is really meaningful to me as a teacher, but as a human being too. And they said, okay, but don't tell right away. So this has been probably people in that, that part of the teachers that were in that class said, whoever you are, please see me. I'd like to talk to you. When I am depressed, I can eat a whole bag of M&Ms to feel better. Then I, get set, then I get mad at myself for doing it. This is one that I, 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 I can't believe it. 
I am not smart enough to be a teacher. It's a secret. Never told anyone that before. I'm a closet smoker. I've been smoking for two years, and I've only been discovered one time. My sister committed suicide, and I still blame myself because I didn't spend a great deal of time with her when she was alive. When I'm really tired, I feel a sort of resentment toward my kids. If they get sick and I can't get any sleep, I know that I must get some sleep or else I will have this resentment. <clears throat> I cheated on my boyfriend. Now, I'll end it with a couple of funnies. I cut my girlfriend's hair when she was sleeping because I was jealous hers was longer than mine. And the last one, <laughs> it's funny, I looked out over these teachers and they, they were all in their mid-20s or 30s. And this one says, I still sleep with my teddy bear. <laughs> we now know it. <clears throat> well, these are assumptions. I assume there's no way this, these people could be that. But they were a hidden secret. Nobody. I was only the first one and their peers to hear it. Well, why should we repent of our sins? I'm going to give you the answer to that that my mother always used to give to me when I said, why do I have to put my coat on and my boots to go out in this weather? And she said, because that's why. Why should we know about repentance? Because that's why. John the Baptist came preaching, <clears throat> and he that was his word. Repent, repent again and again. And people not only repented, but they got baptized as a sign of their repentance. Jesus began his ministry. His very first thing he very first time he went out to do ministry, it was repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That was out of the scripture, Matthew 4, 17. Jesus sent his disciples two by two, and he said to them, same thing he did when he went out, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. <clears throat> and Paul said to the crowd, repent and be baptized, and 3,000 did. Well, on a personal level, repentance, there was a time years ago when I sinned against God and this church. After a period of time, God convicted me that I needed to ask the church for forgiveness. I did that, and I was forgiven. I can attest that confessing your sin before your fellow brothers and sister will set you free of guilt and you will have a wonderful healing agent forever. I ask permission to, uh, <clears throat> to share with you something Jane Alt said to me after I made my confession to the church. 
She hugged me and she said, I forgive you, Harvey. And I thanked her. There were several months that went by and we were at a, <clears throat> it's a thing that God was telling us. Don't do it just with your head. Don't think Christianity or the Son of God, repentance with your head. Think it with your heart, your heart. There's a difference. If we could put up on the screen some possible false assumptions people made regarding peace. They're good. They're nice. They don't need repentance. Those that are joyful and they smile a lot. Yeah, these are good people. And how about they're a member of an ideal Christian family. Why would they need to repent? They have all this great teaching within their family. <clears throat> well, I'm telling you, we make way too many assumptions. But what I would like to do now, I have gathered together the uh, nature of man or the nature of people. What is it like when everything else is taken away there, there are no police, there are no mothers and fathers, whatever. We're on our own. What are we really like? And I asked him to take a position, and I would go person to person to person, and I'd write where they sat on the board. Okay, is a person totally bad, minus three? Or not totally, but pretty bad, minus two, all the way to half bad, half good. And then you get up to the plus three, which is totally good. I did that over the years, probably a note of it and made an article on it. But the, what do you think the, uh, the average was on that continuum? I might add, I had a number of Christians that would be in my classes now and then. What do you think the average was? Anybody want to take a guess? Plus what? Plus two? Very close, plus 2.5. Almost totally good. And I, and I would kind of leave it that way. And, uh, <clears throat> and then I would say to some who did over on the negative side, would you want to explain why? And those of you, some would put plus three. And I would ask them, why did you say that? Every once in a while, not all times, they would always ask me, well, where do you stand? That's fair game. I couldn't preach to them. I'd like to. But if they ask me where I stand, then I can tell them. And I have told them, as a Christian, I have to take a stand minus three. And they would look at me. You're such a nice guy. How could you believe that? And I, so I would try. <laughs> I try to tell them, again, from my Christian belief, I just talked briefly of Adam and Eve and, and how I think we are all created as sinners apart from God. And, but they, they, they looked at me in puzzlement. But what really got them was I says, you know, I had a mother who trained me from the day I was, could remember always to do good. I don't ever remember her one time telling me to do anything that was bad. But I'll let you in on a secret. 
I found it very easy. Nice people. I imagine if you interviewed the people that were burning the city down, a lot of people would say, oh, not them. They're such good people. Uh, not by nature, according to everything I've read. Well, anyway, I, <coughs> I like reading old-time sermons. Uh, three of my favorites, old-timers, are in order. I'm going to give a little bit of each to you. One is D.L. Moody out of Chicago back in the 1800s. Love to read what he had to say. <laughs> you people would run out if he were here preaching today. Hellfire and brimstone. And then I like Charles Finney. Charles Finney was a lawyer up in Evans Mill when he got converted. And he took the gospel all the way into the Ohio Valley and back. And you know, the towns that were the most receptive to him and were changed overnight, Governor, Evans Mills, where he came from, uh, Antwerp. <laughs> if you ever been to Watertown, you go near Antwerp, they're right through it. Um, Utica, Rome, and then probably the one that I just, when I read it, it was so hard to even believe what I was reading. I can, what I can remember was when he went to Rochester. There were over 100,000 people at that time, back in the early 1800s, when he went in there and he said that he wasn't gonna leave Rochester until all the bars were closed and the owners would repent of their sins. Today, we don't even look at bars as being sinful. Well, he did, and, and he stayed there, I forget how long, two, three months, preaching every day the gospel, bringing people out into a large tent and uh, asking them to repent and come forward, confessing their sins. He finally got so that everyone closed the, that owned a bar closed their bars. Now here, that's not the end of the story. When I read it, it said it was, I think it, they said over two years, the police never had to arrest anybody in Rochester. There was never an account of anybody being put in jail. Just beautiful people were just couldn't get over. Now, I'm sure there were a lot of people who didn't like Charles Finney, but he did a real good service and without, as Christians, we would know. Yeah, he did. Well, let me read a little bit of D.L. Moody to begin with. He says, there is a good deal of trouble among people about what repentance really is. If you ask people what it is, they will tell you, oh, it's feeling sorry. If you ask a man if he repents, he'll tell you, yes, I generally feel sorry. For my sins. Well, that's not repentance. It is something more than feeling sorry. Repentance is turning right about and forsaking sin. I wanted to speak on Sunday about that verse in Isaiah, which said, guilty forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. That is what it is. If a man doesn't turn from his sin, he won't be accepted of God. And if righteous doesn't produce a turning point, 
a turning from bad to good, it isn't true righteousness or repentance. I, I remember, it's, it's doing an about face. I remember a cartoon, it said something about, uh, Gabriel was going to blow his horn and it's time to go to heaven. Da, 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 da. Bill, did you hear that? Da, da, da. And, and all the people were running to line up to get into heaven. I want to, you know, and the poor and the lame and the poor couldn't get there and the rich and the speed athletes, they were running way ahead. They got in line and they're all, and God says, line up, line up, get a nice straight line. Good, good. And then God said, about face. Ooh, that's scriptural. The last shall be first, and the first shall be last. Last part that uh, D.L. Moody said, <laughs> look at Judas. There is no sign that he turned to God, no sign that he came to Christ asking for forgiveness. Yet probably he felt very sorry for what he did. He was very likely filled with remorse, remorse and despair, but he didn't repent. Repentance is turning to God who loved us and gave himself for us. That's one of my favorite persons, D.L. Now, one more of D.L. Moody, short one. I am one of those who believe that there is a good deal of repentance to be done by the church before much good will be accomplished in the world. When the ungodly see that Christian people do not repent, you can't expect them to repent and turn away from their sins. I have repented 10,000 times more since I knew Christ than ever before, and I think most Christians have some things to repent of. When a man is not deeply convicted of sin, it is a pretty sure sign that he has not truly repented. Experience has taught me that men who have very slight conviction of sin sooner or later lapse back into their old life. I believe we are making a woeful mistake in taking so many to the church who have known and easily understood have now become so perverted that they need to be explained to sinners or they will often convey a wrong impression to their minds. This is the case with the word repentance. Many suppose that remorse or a sense of guilt is repentance. Then hell is full of repentance because it is full of people with eternal remorse. Others feel regret that they have sinned and they call that repenting. But they regret their sin only because of the consequences. Others suppose that conviction of sin and strong fears of hell are repentance. All these things are not repentance. The devil could also experience them all and still remain a devil. Repentance is a change of mind toward God and sin. I would like to call the music ministry up now. I want to read one more on uh, Billy Graham.
We don't need the Bible to tell us, and it does, that there can be pleasure, peace, bless you, there can be pleasure in sin. We know this from our own experience, but the Bible also says that sin's pleasure is only for a season. A day of reckoning always comes. No one has ever committed a sin that he or she did not have to pay for it. In Luke 15, we read of a loving father and his son who learned this lesson the hard way. The boy had rear, was reared in a wonderful home with a father and mother who worshiped God. They loved their children and tried to raise them right. But this young man left home and wasted his inheritance on foolish and sinful living, and he paid the price. Eventually, he found himself living in a pig pen and eating with the pigs. That is how low he sank before he repented and headed back home. What sin do you need to leave behind? Repent and return to your father today. He wants to welcome you home. I've asked the uh, music ministry to come forward because I've asked them to play a couple of songs. We're going to, I say we, I'm going to ask for an altar call. Those are the days of old. We used to have those almost every church service, people to come forward to the altar, and some kneeled, some didn't. But uh, I'm going to ask for an altar call today for you to come forward. And uh, <clears throat> the Bible tells us to confess our sins one to another. James says that. And maybe you need to forgive someone but haven't because you were hurt and you're still angry to this day. Time to repent and forgive. And now is the time. I, we don't know what tomorrow will bring us. Maybe you have guilt of some unforgiven secret sin, like the teachers. There are things you have felt sorry for, but you've never repented of them. Maybe you've played the Christian game, but never have publicly submitted your life to Christ as Lord and Savior beyond your head knowledge. I'm <clears throat> I want to invite anyone who would like to come forward to come forward, and I'm going to have Glenn and Beverly. Would you come up, please? And Bob... Ludlam is going to be forward, and they will be praying. You have the invitation to come, and come with a repentant heart. If you need prayer for healing or anything else, you may also come forward.